about two weeks ago, it looked like the Grizzlies had a top 15 lottery pick wrapped around their fingers. But now that pick is gone by the wayside. So we're going to talk about why that pick to the Grizzlies is looking unlikely. Coming up on Locked On Grizzlies. Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am your host, DeMichael Cole, beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, covering the Memphis Grizzlies, and we have a lot to catch up with right now. Uh, it wasn't a game day yesterday. It was not a game day. It was a travel day. It was an off day for the Grizzlies. But a lot of things happened around the NBA that directly impact the Grizzlies. So we'll get into that. But first, thank you for coming and listening to Locked on Grizzlies. Make sure you're subscribing uh, to Locked on Grizzlies podcast. If you're listening to that, whether it's on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, and it, in anywhere else you get your podcast, whether that's Stitcher, Spotify, make sure you subscribe, leave us five stars, and, and keep coming here Monday through Friday with us on Lock on Grizzlies. So, yeah, right now the Grizzlies, um, they had a day off, but that tantalizing top 10 pick that they worked so hard to earn from the Los Angeles Lakers in the trade with the Pelicans for Steven Adams, it's gone by the wayside now. Two weeks ago, we were talking about this pick, right? And we were saying the Grizzlies are about to get the best of both worlds. No Hannah Montana here, but the Grizzlies were about to get the best of both worlds because they had a, a great season, you know, like they're doing right now. They're, they're about to clinch the number two seed in the Western Conference, and we'll talk more about that later, but – they're having a great season, and on top of their great season, the Lakers were struggling but playing well enough in the play-in to the point where the Lakers were looking like they were going to fall in that 12, 13, 14 range, which means the pick would have conveyed to the Grizzlies, giving the Grizzlies another lottery pick to go with you know a successful season. So that's the way it was looking. And as we just mentioned, this is the pick that the Grizzlies got in the Steven Adams for Jonas Valanciunas trade. It was from the Pelicans, but it was the Lakers draft pick. And the way it works is if it's top 10, the pick goes to the Pelicans. So when the Pelicans traded it to the Grizzlies, ah, they were real smart, protected top 10. So the Grizzlies will only get the pick if it goes below top 10. The other thing to this is if the pick is inside of the top 10, the Grizzlies will get two second round picks in the future. I mean, you don't have to be a draft expert. You don't have to be any type of guru at NBA drafting to have the understanding. There is a huge difference, huge difference between a potential 11, 12, 13, 14th pick in the draft as compared to two second round picks. Huge difference. And, you know, that's not to say the Grizzlies have hit on a bunch of recent picks, but 
you're talking about a top 11, 12 pick. And we, in just the last couple of years ago alone, we've seen Tyrese Halliburton, Chris, Chris Dorte, uh, some really talented players, Devin Vassell, go in that 11 to 14 range. And the Grizzlies could have that. But let's talk about why it's in danger. It's because of those freaking Lakers. The Lakers. They are playing bad right now. LeBron James is hurt. Anthony Davis is on his way back, but he's not here yet. And they got beat again. The Mavericks beat them, beat them down. The Mavericks beat them down bad. The game was over before it started, it felt like. And next up, the Lakers are going to get a pissed-off Jazz team on Thursday. And pissed off because that Jazz team just blew a 25-point lead to the Clippers, and the Jazz are still plenty of talented. And the Jazz recently lost to the Lakers, and LeBron James won't be playing in that game Thursday, too, per the reports out there. So they're hoping to get Anthony Davis back sometime soon, but you're not going to have LeBron against a Jazz team that's going to be pretty pissed off. It's looking ugly. The Lakers have already fell back to the 11th spot. The Spurs, just two weeks ago now, I mean, I wrote a story on this at commercialappeal.com. If you want to get a good laugh out of it, I'm going to have to write an updated story at this point because I just didn't see this happening. They were so far ahead of the Spurs. They had a decent gap on the Pelicans. The schedule wasn't as bad as it is now. Now the Lakers have the second hardest schedule remaining in the NBA. It's hard. Now, don't get me wrong. The Spurs have a hard remaining schedule too. But a lot of this will come down to who's playing who, what games matters to these teams, and all of those things. For example, the Lakers have an upcoming game against the Suns. We don't know who the Suns will play. We don't know, you know, if they're going to sit some of these guys out. They have nothing left to play for, maybe a franchise record in wins or something like that, but they don't have much else to play for. We don't know who, you know, the Grizzlies. We don't know who they're going to play in these future games coming up. So a lot of interesting factors there, but at the end of the day, the Grizzlies have been in a brilliant position all season long until this recent stretch for this pick where the Lakers have went crumbling. Now it's at the point, even if the great, even if the Lakers and the great LeBron James, you know, does his magic and gets them to the 10th seed, it's still going to be hard to keep that pick. I did 10 simulations on Tankathon, 10 simulations as to where everything is now. That pick is projected to go anywhere from nine to two based on Tankathon. Ten, I did 10 selections. Now, it can, it obviously can go up to one and, and whatnot, but that's where the pick is now. If, you know, they switch spots with the Spurs and possibly the Pelicans, because those three teams right now, they're really tight. The Lakers also have an upcoming game against the Pelicans, so that's a game where they can make up ground on them. The Spurs uh, have a pretty much easy schedule. They have two games coming up against the Trailblazers uh, after this game against the Grizzlies. But after that, things will tighten up a little bit more for them as well. The schedule gets harder. So all hope is not lost, Grizzlies fans. All hope is not lost. This pick is still achievable. This pick is still gettable. I think at the end of the day, 
Uh, Anthony Davis is supposed to be coming back soon. Chris Haynes reported. So if Chris, if Chris Haynes, you know, report that he could come back, you know, potentially at the latest by Sunday, um, this will put the Lakers in a better position to win some games going down the stretch, which also put the Grizzlies in a better position to get this pick. And some people may not think this pick is important, but you know, the Grizzlies are playing great basketball. They have this young core in order. They don't need the pick, right? No, I don't, I don't think that's true. Uh, the Grizzlies have done, they built this team by winning on the margins. Another example of winning on the margins is trading Jonas Valanciunas for Steven Adams in a trade that a lot of people didn't understand initially until now you get the best offensive rebounder in the NBA who adds some toughness, who, you know, adds a lot of screen assists and you tack on the fact that you could be getting a pick in the 12 to 13 range. So yeah, you, you absolutely need this pick if you're the Grizzlies and even in the most extreme case scenario, a, a lottery pick is a valuable asset. If you're talking, if you're one of those people, you're talking about trades and and you're going star hunting and things like that, a lottery pick is valuable. It, I tell you what, it's way more valuable than two second round picks, which is the alternative. If the Grizzlies uh, don't get this pick, if the Lakers you know, keep falling down and it doesn't convey into their hands. So right now it's not looking good. It's not looking good, but all hope is not lost on that end. But, you know, the Grizzlies have a lot of more things to be, to be hopeful for and, and proud of. And that's this, this number two seed that is almost clinched. So we're going to talk about that uh, coming up, but before we get to that, let's talk about prize picks. Because, look, if you're if you're a big NBA uh, daily fantasy uh, fan, and you like to go out there and, 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 and you know, this is where you should go. Um, Prize Picks is where NBA fans go to get the best daily fantasy options. And look, I'm here to tell you because I love Prize Picks. I love Prize Picks. And this is one of the things I do. I, I get on there and and you just pick a couple players. Two to five players. You go with the over. You go with the under. Um, Paul George. Uh, I went on the over on his projected points, and it worked out well for me, as you can see, because thirty-five points, I believe, he had yesterday in his return. So didn't doubt him. But you got some interesting, interesting guys out there. Interesting numbers. You go over on some numbers. You go over. You can pick two to five players, and you can win up to ten times as many on an entry. As you enter, so uh, Prize Picks is in your app stores. Uh, if you got Google Play, you can download it on Google Play. And it's not just points. I mentioned the points over and under. You can do rebounds. Uh, you can do assists. You can even do something like steals, blocks. You know, go play around with a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo and his steals and his blocks. You get some interesting over under categories there. And then it's not just the NBA. Major League Baseball, my Braves, me and Sean's Braves, Sean Coleman, my guy. Uh, I'm soloing today, so Sean will be back with us on tomorrow. But our Braves, Braves fans, you can go out there and and, and, you, and you can, you know, go take some risk on our Braves. And then they're, you know, uh, March Madness. It's the Final Four. 
I'm looking at players like Caleb Love from North Carolina. Uh, I, I, I saw the numbers. He scored 20 or more points in three or four matchups against Duke in his career. Might be, you know, his over-under is not going to be at 20 points. So that might be something con to consider there. But prize picks is where you go get these great, awesome, you know, ideas and this is the this is the offer that we have for you here. So you just go to Prize Picks. There's exclusive offers for the locked on NBA users. See so users go to Prize Picks, and you can all you have to do is to put in the code NBA, put in the code NBA, and you get fifty dollars for free every entry that a player scores a point. So I'm gonna so Prize Picks has an exclusive offer for all users. All you have to do is just pick a player to score points. $50 for free. If the player scores a single point, all he has to do is score one point. It's free It's free money. It's free money. So this is an exclusive offer to all Locked On NBA fans. It's time It's time to talk clinching because the, the Grizzlies are almost there. It's It's basically over you know i'm sure by this time tomorrow we'll be talking about how the grizzlies clinched the number two seed so here, here are the options all they have to do pretty much is winning against the spurs you don't worry about all the other stuff in my opinion you just win win and you're in but there's also the option of you know golden state losing dallas losing and those things but you need to win if they beat the spurs the grizzlies will lock up the number two seed They've already clinched the number a top four seed. So no matter what happens at this point, the Grizzlies will have home court in the first round. Now you're pretty much trying to look at home court until the Western Conference Finals, at, at least the Western Conference Finals. The main that's why this is, is important for the Grizzlies. And so there's going to be a lot of talk, right? When the Grizzlies wrap up this two seed, there's going to be a lot of talk about this whole matching up with teams thing. Who should the Grizzlies play? Uh, is, is Denver a good matchup? Is, is, is Minnesota Timberwolves a good matchup? Or, or is the L.A. Clippers? Or or what about, you know, uh, Dallas? Golden State? Who, who are the good matchups for the Grizzlies? Well, I'm here. This is my take, Grizzlies fans, because I want you to hear me uh, clearly on this. And... Throw the matchups out of the window. Throw the matchups out of the window. They do not matter. The Western Conference is tough. You're either you're talking about playing Minnesota, who's been one of the best teams in the Western Conference since the All-Star break. You're talking about a possibly a Clippers team whom just got Paul George back, came back from 25 down against the Utah Jazz and look like the team who went six games with the Suns in the Western Conference Finals because this, this was pretty much the roster. And outside of that, what, you're talking about maybe the Denver Nuggets, who I, I saw a report uh, from the Denver Post and Mike Singler that it's looking like, you know, Michael Porter Jr. suffered a setback. So he, you know, is a little bit – let. Uh, farther behind. Jamal Murray isn't as far ahead as I expected him to be at this point. So it could be just, you know, a Jokic-led team, but 
that's the that's probably the MVP. That's the reigning MVP at the least. But he's going to finish top three again this year. Do you want him? There's no easy matchup in the Western Conference. A 2-7 matchup in a normal year. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, five games. All of these teams can take the Grizzlies six games. And I'm let's let let me be clear here. Let me be clear before my words get misconstrued. I don't care who the Grizzlies play of these teams. They'll be favored and there's no reason they should lose. Absolutely zero. Uh whether it's the Clippers, they should beat them. They should beat the Timberwolves. They should beat, you know, Utah if they keep falling. And and all these teams, they should beat them. There's there's zero reason uh, for that, and the Nuggets too. We've seen, you know, the Grizzlies play really well against the Nuggets. So that's not my point here. My point is, over the next couple weeks, we're gonna hear a lot of talk about, hmm, do the Grizzlies match up better against the Timberwolves or the Clippers? Do the Grizzlies match up better against the Denver Nuggets? And at the end of the day, it's gonna be a postseason. It's gonna be tough matchups. Either way it goes. There's no perfect matchup out there. There's no perfect matchup for this group. There's not even a perfect matchup in my mind for the Suns as the one seed. Because, I mean, the Pelicans and, and Spurs and, you know, you can even possibly put those those two teams, I don't think they're much of a threat. Lakers, Anthony Davis back, I, I don't think they're great, but they're better than, you know, they've been playing if they have Anthony Davis back. And then there's, you know, the Timberwolves as the seventh seed right now. There's a lot of factors in there, but at the end of the day, throw the matchups out of the window. The Western Conference is deep. The Western Conference hasn't been healthy, so a lot of these teams have not even been afforded the opportunity to play at their best. You can't go into the postseason thinking, oh, the Clippers are 37-39, and piece of cake. No, that's not going to be the case. The Clippers are 37 and 39, but they just got one of the best players in the world back who actually just kind of came back off of a three-month absence and said, oh, yeah, I'm just going to drop 35 and a comeback win, 20 in the third quarter. Yeah, nothing to it. It's going to be tough sledding regardless. And the Grizzlies can do it. Don't get me wrong now. The Grizzlies can do it. The Grizzlies can be all these teams. They can get them all out of there, five, six games, keep it moving to the next round, and they'd be favored in that matchup more than likely too. So this is not to say, oh, the Grizzlies should be worried about who their first-round matchup is or anything like that. No, not at all. This is to say that this whole thing about trying to figure out who matches up better with the Grizzlies, it's not much to it because all of these teams are good. There's no easy matchup in the Western Conference. There's no, oh, yeah, that's the team the Grizzlies can play if they want to, you know, get a sweep and get a, you know, early start of rest on whoever the three seed may be, whether that's the Mavericks or Golden State Warriors or whoever. Get some more rest on those teams or whatever. I don't see that happening. This is going to be tough sledding no matter who it is. Well, that's enough talk about this whole, you know, uh, two seed. Now, in order for the Grizzlies to even get this two seed, uh, it starts with this game tonight against the Spurs. But before we talk about that game, 
I'm going to talk to you about something that, as you can just see, you probably saw me lick my lips. And that's because I'm going to talk to you about Built Bar. Because Built Bar, oh, I just love chocolate. And Built Bar is 100% real chocolate. And for me, I mean, I can eat Built Bar in the morning, in the afternoon. Sometimes, you know, I'll eat dinner and I'll come in my room. I'll watch some NBA games. And, and why not have a Built Bar then, too, you know? Uh, it's 100% chocolate. And... Not only is it good, because it can be good, but Built Bar also emphasizes health, too. So this is the best option out there for you if you want something that you want some delicious chocolate, but you also want something that emphasizes health. And I've said it in past episodes, so some of the new viewers may have not heard me say this, but the white chocolate cookies and cream. To me, that's the best that Built Bar has to offer. But they also have other offers. Some of you like, like the mint chocolate. but And then there's also the Built Bar Puffs. They're also a fan favorite, too. Uh, like I said, I'm the white chocolates, cookies, and cream guy. But you can go check it out for yourself. So go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. So, again, that's Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you can get 15% off of your order. Tonight's matchup against the San Antonio Spurs, the suddenly hot Spurs. The Spurs, all of a sudden, uh, they have a lot to play for. You know, it's crazy how this whole Western Conference, you know, flow of things has gone because uh, this was a team that was kind of dead to the rice. Uh, not too long ago. They, no one was really thinking about them. And like I said, I wrote in a story in the commercial appeal. I was like, um, you know, they're down there at 11 with as the 11th seed, but I don't see them catching uh, the Pelicans or the Lakers. And lo and behold, look where we are now. They are the 10th seed in the Western Conference. So n- along with clinching the number two seed, as we mentioned earlier in the show, the Grizzlies can kind of help themselves in this game too by beating a team that's ahead of the Lakers and pushing the Lakers up in the standings, bettering their chances of getting that pick that'll be go to the Pelicans if it's in the top 10. So the Spurs, why have they been so good lately? Well, they've won four in a row. They beat the Golden State Warriors, they beat the Trailblazers, they beat the Pelicans, which was the big win that shook some things up. And then they beat the Rockets. None of those wins, you know, stand out as what I would call, you know, just the big wild wins. They did beat Golden State with pretty much everyone except uh, Curry. That's in, you know, they beat they beat Golden State with Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Trayvon King, K- Green, uh, Kevon Looney. All those guys played, and they won by two points in that game, and I think, you know, who it was Josh Richardson, another Go Vols, the UT Vol, uh, former Vol, had 25 points in that game, but the Spurs are deep. The Spurs have multiple options, and it's going to be, you know, fun to watch this game because the Grizzlies are playing the clinch. This team is playing for its life right now. Kelton Johnson and DeJounte Murray have been one of the, you know, under-the-radar duos, I'll say. The Dante Murray, you know, we saw he snuck his way into the All-Star game. He's legit. 
He's been on, you know, all NBA defensive team. He's leading the league in steals right now. The DeJounte Murray is nothing to play with. That is known. But Keldon Johnson, the way his game is growing, Devin Vassell, who I mentioned earlier, one of those 3 and D guys who was picked above Desmond Bain, he's finding his way. Yaka Pearl, nice big man with a nice floater, nice touch to his game. Josh Richardson comes off the bench for them. You know, they got him in that trade with the Celtics for Derek White. Uh, the Spurs have a nice little core nucleus here. And I watched that last game they won against the Rockets really close. 123-120, they beat the Rockets. And DeJounte Murray, I think he had 33 points, 11 assists in that game. We just talked about Jason Richardson coming off the bench. Zach Collins hadn't been available most of the season, missed you know some of these games against the Grizzlies previously. He's back. This will be an interesting game, I think, uh, more so than the past uh, few where the Grizzlies are 3-0 against the Spurs. They've dominated them, and they've controlled this series throughout this season so far. But that's enough on the Spurs side. On the Grizzlies side of things, one, Jaron Jackson Jr. was upgraded to questionable after missing the last game, you know, with, with soreness. So from a health perspective, the Grizzlies are looking good. John Morant is still out with his right knee soreness. And, you know, just an update there. I've seen John Morant at the last two games He's where he comes before the game, an hour before the game, does these workouts where he shoots his jumpers. He does a couple floaters. Then he shoots a mid-range jumper um, all around the circle. And then he goes to the three-point line, shoots him around the circle. He did all of his shooting, ran off of the court, jogged, jogged off the court. Let me let me be clear here. He jogged off the court and, you know, changed back into his, you know, nice outfit, sat on the bench with his teammates at the game. John Morant looks like, you know, when the time comes, he'll be fine when the time for reevaluation comes for him. But right now, what Tyus Jones is doing is holding the fort down. He leads the league in assist to turnover ratio. You know, me and Sean have talked a lot about the work that Tyus Jones done. But you also can go check out a story I did on commercialappeal.com about Desmond Bain, who has been the backup point guard. And Desmond Bain is holding down the fort. I'm going to just drop a couple nuggets. And like I said, you go look at the story for, for everything in there. But Desmond Bain as the backup point guard for the Grizzlies. For one, he has five assists. He had a stretch of five assists or more in four consecutive games. First time in his career he's done that. And this has all happened since John Moran has been out. I'm talking about since he's taken over as the backup point guard. And if you go back to earlier in the season, just to emphasize his importance here, Desmond Bain had a three-game window he missed in the middle of January. Games, I believe, it was it was Dallas, it was a game against the Denver Nuggets, and it was a game against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Grizzlies went one and two in that stretch because they didn't have Tyus Jones or Desmond Bain. They had John Morant. And not only did they have John Morant, they had John Morant averaging 35 points per game. The difference was when John Morant went out the game, even for that little bit of time that he did, I think in one of those games, I believe it was Denver, he played the entire second half because Taylor Jenkins rolled him and did not want to take him out because they did not have a backup point guard. Not only did they not have Tyus Jones, they did not have 
Desmond Bain, and they struggled. Well, after those three games, the next three games, Desmond Bain was back. Tyce Jones still wasn't back. The Grizzlies won all three of those games. So my point here is it's not just as simple as, oh, the Grizzlies have one of the best backup point guards in the NBA in Tyce Jones, and he steps into the starting role, and the Grizzlies keep on pushing. It's not that simple. Give Desmond Bain his credit for also stepping into the starting, I mean, into the backup point guard role that he's thriving in right now. So that's something to watch for in this game as well. Watch Desmond Bain, how he operates with the second unit, how he controls the pace and, and does those little small things that makes this team uh, fun to watch. But also, you know, I love I love talking about, you know, things like ball pressure and things like that. And I just mentioned Tyus Jones, number one in the NBA, the last four seasons in assist to turnover ratio. Well, guess who's going to be standing in his face today? The guy who forces the most steals in the NBA and DeJounte Murray are all defensive just – he's a defensive monster. This is going to be fun basketball to watch him. And it's going to, and let's see how Greg Popovich does it. Does he start him off on the ball against Tyus and then switch him to Desmond Bain? Or does he start off on Desmond Bain? And just, you know, they have some interesting options there. But overall, this game – will be a really uh, good game. And, you know, if you want to catch that breakdown in the post game, and you want to catch some other breakdowns around the NBA too, just make sure you're listening to the Locked On Now podcast. This is where all of the analysis, quick, quick analysis from the local experts will give breakdowns on each game's actions of that day. So, you know, be, be on the lookout for that as well. But if the Grizzlies win this game, the number two seed is clinched. You don't have to have that conversation anymore. And the tone of the conversation switches to resting who play, which players in what games and how do you do it? Because Taylor Jenkins, knowing him, knowing the coach he has been this season, there's going to be some strategy to it. It's not just going to be, hey, I'm sitting all five starters. It's probably going to be strategically done to keep guys in rhythm. Like right now, De'Anthony Melton being arguably the hottest shooter in the NBA. He's not a guy you want to sit out right now. So there's going to be some decisions that need to be made. But we appreciate you for listening to Locked on Grizzlies. But before you go, before you go, make sure you go check out Locked on NBA. And look, Locked On NBA, this is where you get some of the action. It's where you get some of the action because they're going to break it down to you. Some of everything that's going on around the NBA in 30 minutes or less. You want a quick recap, get an idea of what's going on in the league. Locked On NBA is your place and it's available everywhere. Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, go listen to Locked On NBA. But we appreciate you for listening to Locked On Grizzlies. Again, make sure you subscribe, comment, and all of those good things. And we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll either be talking about the Grizzlies clinching or what they need to do to finally clinch because we'll also preview an interesting game coming up. We'll see how the Grizzlies handle it. But – the Grizzlies 
will take on the top-seeded Phoenix Suns on Friday. So that'll be interesting as well. But thank you for listening to Lock On Grizzlies. I am your host, DeMichael Cole, and we'll see you tomorrow.